Boxing legend Mike Tyson has been caught on video throwing a raft of punches at a fellow passenger on a US flight. New allegations have emerged involving WWE billionaire CEO Vince McMahon. These individuals there got to have a good look at themselves because it was not in their old standards. Not nowhere near the standards that we want to set as a football team. Off the field, Western Bulldogs star Bailey Smith has apologised after photos surfaced of him with an illicit substance. I don't promote fights, I pick fights. I'm like John Jones, I sound like Sean Combs, and I got trombone-sized stones like John Holmes. <laughs> A massive welcome to the Dummy M podcast. I am Biro, joined always by my good friend T Dog. Now, T Dog, you're off to go and watch a football game in Bundaberg. Tell me all about this. Well, before we get there, Biro, am I actually joining you? Well, yes. Okay. Fair, <laughs> fair comment. Uh, we're actually doing this over Messenger because I had to get a PCR test today, and I haven't had COVID in the entire time. All right. So I was even thinking these past couple of days, I've gone past COVID and I've got man flu, but I'm sweating on the 24-hour result. Perhaps I have COVID. I'm hoping I do because, I mean, man flu is worse, as we all know. So you're joining me on the screen. However, forget that story. I want to hear about what's happening on the weekend. I had no idea the NRL was coming to Bundy. Well, either did I until a mate of mine, Kyle, is celebrating his 30th birthday. I believe it's actually tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, so, Kyle. Uh, yes, yes. So he planned, uh, the plans have changed a little bit, but the plan is now that we are going to watch the Cowboys v Bulldogs in Bundaberg on Sunday. Didn't know it was a thing until he bought it up and threw the idea out there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. And Bundy, my mum lives in Bundy, so I've got someone to stay with, someone to you know, go visit. 30th birthdays, mate. I'm still I'm still young enough to get invited to those. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Now, are they I think too that the NRL is still sort of hovering around Mackay as well. So Gladstone and Rocky, once again, we've missed out. But Bundy and Mackay, so Central Queensland's kind of still on the fringes of, of the NRL, which is something, I guess. Love to see a game in Gladstone again. I really would. I think it'd do wonders for our town. We'd easily get five thousand people to a game. Come on, let's get a game here. Yeah, absolutely. Now, on today's show, mate, we are joined by one of our favourites, Peter Mizell, stand-up comic from Sydney, originally from New York, and he joins us to tell us about his upcoming gig this evening and all the other things that have been happening in his retired life. Hint, hint, lots of naps and seeing the grandkids, but anyway. Are we going to be interrupting one of his naps? No, we've timed it. We've timed it between the mid-morning nap and the mid-afternoon nap, so we're perfectly, we're Perfect. in the sweet spot. Perfect, perfect. Well, these guys won't have you napping. We've got the joke off is back and we've got Peter Green versus Robert Andrews. And the topic today is which is better, Ninish Tarts or Lamingtons? Mm, I, look, let me just throw it out. Where do you sit on this one? Oh, see, I was always a Lamington kid until my wife absolutely loves Ninish Tarts. Yep. <laughs> and then Audrey is addicted to Ninish Tarts. So every time we go to the baker... I don't mind an English tart. I've got yeah. to say, I'm a fan. But how can you? I mean, it's pastry, it's icing, it's cream. It's it ticks so many boxes. We'll see how they go. And uh, mate, you just alluded to the fact that we've had a NRL game in Gladstone, and I believe it was the team that we're talking about in our first nominee today for the dummy of the week. Now, hit us with it. Who is it? Well, I think it's fairly well a story that's been dominating not just sports headlines, but I think headlines in general for the past fortnight. It's uh, Manly Warringah Seagulls and those jerseys. Okay, all right. Now, I'm interested to hear your take on this because I certainly have some opinions, so hit me with it. Yeah, I had some opinions too. I thought to myself, 
Are these guys choosing the hill they die on? I don't know. I am a straight, white, non-religious male, and I don't know a lot about religious beliefs mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But from what I understand, well, for starters, if we go all the way back to the start, the Manly Club never spoke to anyone about yeah. the jersey. Yeah, executed okay. poorly. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, poor execution. I get it. I get it. But to me, they're still the employer, right? They're paying your wages. Should they have to talk to you about every little detail? I don't think so. But anyway, that's just my opinion. So I actually asked a mate of mine, a colleague of ours, actually. He went to a Lutheran school. Mm -hmm. He is in a same-sex relationship. And he actually supports Manly. So I was like, all right, I'm going to ask this gentleman his opinion. Okay. And I learned something off this, this gentleman. I have a, never read the Bible. He brought up the point, well, which what are they choosing is the issue here? Because he brought up the point when he was in high school in year 12, he wrote a thesis. They could write a thesis on anything. Yep. And his thesis was that it mentions three times in the Bible that eating shellfish is a sin. Right. Now, the reason for that is shellfish are bottom feeders. Yep. Okay. So if that's a sin, should they not be eating shellfish? Isn't Sunday like the day of Sabbath day yep. for rest. So should yep. they then not be playing on Sundays as yep. well yep. and therefore not getting paid? Yep. Should they also not be playing at Four Pines Park because it's an alcohol sponsor? Mm-hmm. Should they also not be wearing the points bet or sports bet jersey that they're sponsored by because it's gambling? Mm-hmm. So which one are they picking and choosing here? You, you can't have it one way and then be okay with all the others as far as I'm concerned. Okay. That's my opinion. And I think that's a very commonly held belief I'm going to put that to the side there because I'm going to counter-argue something different in that I hate this notion that they're trying to push inclusion and yet not including Christians in the conversation. Christians are people. And so I really really get irked at this sort of stuff. And let's go back to the actual club itself. I mean, they're one of a kind, aren't they? I mean, like just when you think they couldn't be more hated, you know, Manly then just takes it up a notch. But the thing is, they were the first team to do this. Now... There's plenty of Polynesians, Samoans, and Tongans in most teams who have these Christian beliefs. So when they try it on them, this is going to happen again and again and again. There's only one team who won't have this issue, and that's Melbourne, because, let's face it, their jerseys were already gay. (laughs) (laughs) For the most trusted name in sports journalism, you need to look elsewhere. But if you want a good laugh, J-Dub is here to do just that, so check it out. Welcome back to the Dummy M News Headlines Roundup with J-Dub. Time has cycled around again and it's Commonwealth Games time. This is the time where Australia gets to feel very superior because it's winning more medals than anyone else. <laughs> Australia winning more medals in the Commonwealth Games is like being the smartest kid at dumb school. Not to mention how many we won in the pool. Oh my God, we're so impressive. We are literally competing against countries that don't learn how to swim until they're 25. It's not the most proud moment we've ever had. Australia, sort your shit out. Over to boxing now, where Jaya Pattaya hasn't eaten since he won his cruiserweight title. This is the guy who broke his jaw somewhere between the second and third round. He's not sure because he was so in the moment. And the poor bloke hasn't eaten solid food since he won a few weeks ago. He is a very strong, very fit dude, but luckily he's also a Samoan very strong, very fit dude. And I happen to know that his mum has a food truck. So I know that the second that guy can chew up food, he's going to put his weight straight back on, muscle up and beat the crap out of whoever's trying to challenge that fella. Good luck to you, Jai. Over to soccer now. No, I will never call it football. 
Uh, now, in Argentina this week, a referee was knocked unconscious when she gave a player a yellow card. Yep, it was just a regional game, nothing too important, but she yellow carded some bloke. He got thoroughly upset about it, waited for her to turn her back. King hit her in the back of the head. Let's make that sentence very, very clear. He was, in fact, arrested on the field by the actual cops. But what would ha- I mean, that was a yellow card. What would happen to his poor little precious feelings if he'd been red carded? What do you do? Pull a gun and shoot her in the back of the head? Jesus, man, pick up a proper sport. That's it for me. Back to you fellas for the rest of the podcast. You're listening to B-Row and T-Dog on the Dummy M podcast. I don't know why I'm here. Why are you? Well, good friend of the show and someone that we dearly love, it is comedian Peter Mizell, who tonight is heading off to do 10 minutes open mic. So he's been a professional comedian for a few decades, but here he is going to do a 10-minute spot for free. Pete, mate, I mean, how's your career going if you're doing 10-minute free spots, buddy? Well, it's not so much free. I have to pay the guy. No, no, <laughs> Free? Wow, there are places I can do it for free? Let me know where they are. The career's going crap, but that has nothing to do with where I'm going tonight. I'm just doing it because it's supposed to be a tough gig. and it's, I've done it long enough that I like the battle sometimes that... Being bad is part of the fun. Yep. And uh, I, sure, I abuse the privilege, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's just fun. So Pete, I will get to try some new material. Now, Pete, we have uh, we were just chatting off air, and I believe you've got a big birthday on the horizon. It may be somewhere in the seventies, but I won't give it away. Now, I would hazard a guess. Why? What what difference does it make? <laughs> oh, oh, I won't fuck him. He's 73. I'd sit on his face and wiggle. No, that's a big problem. Thank you. Thank you for being so considerate. Oh, well, that's, well, that's what we're here for. But what I find humorous is you've been on, you're probably the most common guest on our show, you know, with yeah. joke offs oh, and flattered. interviews and, and things like that. Yet you've still got to write our name down and ask us our name every time you're on here. So I know you wrote it down two minutes ago. Who are we? <laughs> B-Row and Tito. But there's a reason I write it down. The names are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I write down lots of stupid things. Just two of them. B-Row and T-Dog. T-Dog, I think I've pretty much mastered. B-Row, I'm having a little trouble with. Okay, okay. all right, all right. Well, like, with... Fuck- Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so with your birthday on the horizon, Pete, or the very near horizon, yeah, you mentioned that you're 73. Are you at the point now where you're celebrating the fact that you actually made another one? Or is it like, I can't be bothered, honestly. Let's just get it over and done with. I've got a gig that night. I am thrilled with that because I don't have to go through. First of all, I have, as as your show knows, because you've asked in the past, and I appreciate it, I've got six grandsons. Mm, The youngest one, seven. Since the eldest one, who's now 19, was old enough to blow out birthday candle. I haven't blown out a birthday candle since he was old enough to do so. Every time there's been another kid to replace it, so that when it's my turn, they just go, oh, can I do it? And what can you say? So, yeah, yep. I can blow out the candle. So, yeah, I'm glad. um, No, I don't really celebrate it. It's just one more, just depressing. Okay. Um, you know, 70 is the new 60. So fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. 
you don't look at it, Pete, as the fact that you got the opportunity no. to make it? No, whatever the next sentence is coming out of it, you, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to follow that, but it's like, I don't mean to be rude. I know the next thing's going to be rude. Whatever this is, you don't look at it, no, I don't. Okay, okay. Just okay. tell your audience what you were interested in. Well, Pete, mate, you've been retired for a few years now, and you've also been a professional stand-up comedian. Now, personally... From my observation, I don't think those two are really that far apart. So talk us through an average day for Peter Mizell. What do you do with yeah. yourself? Yeah, first of all, I, as you know, I used to be a school teacher. And you think it's easy to find a career that pays less than that. It took a lot of damn hard work. <laughs> <laughs> I've succeeded admirably. What are my typical day? I get up. I see what part of my body has been injured during the night. <laughs> I then do a sit-up, which then allows me to stand up to go get my first cup of coffee, watch about an hour of TV, then I look for all sorts of different ways to procrastinate, mm -hmm. and then, and, and here I'm really lucky, I, and you know this, uh, 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 B-Row, uh, you've worked with me numerous times, I'm probably the antithesis of organization to you. You are the most organized person I've ever met. I am the worst. So what would take you an hour will take me all day and then I'll have to finish it up the next day. My first activity each day is find yesterday's list of things I didn't accomplish. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so it, earlier in your answer just then, Pete, you mentioned that you were a teacher and then you've moved yes. to comedy. Were you yes. with your wife at the time when you made that career change? Which one? No, no. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, actually, I was between wives at the time. Oh, you were between. Uh, yeah, but uh, she was with me when uh, when I first started comedy. I wasn't married, but shortly afterwards, <laughs> I mean, she she knew to, to attach her wagon to this star. <laughs> uh, so, when when you say you were between wives, did your second yeah. wife know it at the time she was going to become your wife? <laughs> Uh, no, no, that's just when chloroform was easy to obtain. <laughs> yes, you knew. <laughs> they were both teachers, weren't they? And they, they were they were they friends prior, or they oh, just no, became they, friends they after? Teachers. They were both teachers, except for one of them. Oh, oh. okay, all right. <laughs> Aren't they friends? I don't. They get together now, and they bitch about you. They happened to get the three of us got together one time. And yeah, they seem to they seem to hit that off right away. Uh, oh, does he still do that? Does he did, did he do that then? To, yeah, and that, and then we were in a pub, and they were both shouting orders at me. It really, it, I, I got it in stereo. Um, yeah, they say you marry the, the you tend to marry the same type of person, or they were all alike. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 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 So, how many gigs a week are you doing these days? I had a really seriously. I think COVID has been a boon to my career. <laughs> it's been really lucky uh, because a lot of comics won't go to gigs when they have it. I'll pretend I'm fine. No, no. I've had a re for whatever reason the last this year and and last year between COVID have been really good. I've been really lucky. I've had a lot of gigs. The last two weeks haven't been as good, but I've got one tonight. I had one on Saturday. The one I did on Saturday was because somebody called in sick. Mm, so okay. that's pretty much my. That, that's that's my break. Oh, well, we know he doesn't have another gig. We'll call him. I also got a call on Friday, but I, I actually was sick and I couldn't do the gig. And the Friday before, I got a gig, some fundraiser, because two people were sick. 
this is great. I really don't feel people should get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> but that comes back to that old Woody Allen quote of, you know, like 80% of success being just turning up is that if you're the first person, <laughs> if you're the first person on the agent's speed dial when someone calls in sick and every time you say yes, that's a great place to be. I guess so. I guess it is. But the sad part of that is I don't think I'm first. <laughs> I think it's sort of, oh, please, God, he's the only one left. Please let him be alive. Mate, the money goes into your bank account the same way if you were first or you were third. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. Oh, oh, please, I have no pride. I will <laughs> and now I'm coming. <laughs> so, Pete, you mentioned that you've got six grandchildren, six boys. Mate, all grandsons, yeah. All grandsons. Do you actually, have any of them thought about following in your footsteps and going into comedy? Uh, no. Uh, they, they don't, well, they don't think I'm funny. Do you want to hear one cute story about my grandson? Sure. Yeah, yep, sure. We'll just edit it out. That's fine. He's, yeah, the, one I, he's, the, one, he's the one I actually still like because he's seven. Like he <laughs> hasn't become a person yet. Yeah. And we, we went for a walk, just him and me. It was one of those really great days. And we came across, you ever have something happen where you, you see it's going to happen bad, but there's no way to avoid it. And this is what happened with him. We came across, and I spotted it first, two dogs stuck together after having sex. Yes, a lot okay. of people don't even know that can happen. In my life, I'm, as I say, I'm turning 73. I've seen it, I've seen it twice in my life before. This, of course, was gonna be the third time. And he spots it, and he turns to me, and he looks, and then he looks at me down again, then he looks back at me and he goes, Papa, can that happen to people? So I looked at him and I smiled and I said, I don't know. I never fucked a dog. <laughs> and, 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 no, no, I know what you two are thinking, because you know, you're thinking I shouldn't lie to my grandchildren, but sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you have to. <laughs> if you guys went to townies tonight, you could hear that joke done. Oh, oh nice. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So, Pete, I know you and your wife, Jan, you're not big fans of New Year's, like you don't go out, but and so you're not really into the resolutions, but... Do you have, because I know you were working on doing a stage, like a comedy show, uh, Lower East Side Story, I believe it was called? Yes, it spells out the Lower East Side Story. It spells out less. Yes. So it seems to be appropriate. That was just an accident, but it seems appropriate. Did you actually get around to finishing that one? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question is, is, is there a, not necessarily a resolution, but is there a goal for the rest of the year or yeah. next year other than don't die what, what, what's on the what's on the horizon for pete yeah th no i do want to finish that and it's partially written i just the show has to go for about 50 minutes and i'm not sure i can do it i don't want to have a schedule uh, a date schedule i did last year have one schedule and was canceled for COVID. in fact it was last year it was the highest paying gig i had was not having a gig having the gig canceled uh, wow. It was funded. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, if I thought there was another COVID coming through, I'd, I'd sign up immediately. Yeah. But um, I don't want to be under the stress because it, it is, again, as I explained to you earlier, my inability to organize is just horrific. And I really don't want the extra stress. So once I have it written at the moment, I'm editing somebody's book. And I, there are all sorts of other things that need to get done. And when I was in ninth grade, I fell behind and I've never caught up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Peter, it sounds like, and I don't know whether this is comedians in general, but it sounds like, do comedians actually ever really retire? Like, you're not going to retire, are you? I don't, if so, I don't think it'll be by choice. It'll be getting, uh, 
it, I have no problem, like at some point, I mean, I'm really lucky, Jesus, I'm, I'm almost 73, and I get paid gigs sometimes, you know, yeah. like one, two a week maybe, yeah. and I'm fine with that, I'm rarely headlining, but it is a very ageist profession, yeah. as I become older and drool more on my shoes, probably the decision will be made for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, hopefully that is a long way off, Pete, and we still get to enjoy hopefully. you on stage. Mate, so if you're out and about in Sydney, uh, where can people find out about your gigs, Pete? Uh, <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> I, I, on my Facebook, I, I post the gigs I'm doing. Having said that, I haven't done the one for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've got something you can procrastinate your show over. Now you've got to go and do this or on do, Facebook. Or do fans just yeah. wait to find out someone's phoned in sick and they'll be like, hey, I know Mizell will be at that show. <laughs> yeah. they, they call the hospitals to see which comics have been sent to the hospitals. And, and then they go, oh, where were you working? Maybe Mizell's there. That's right. Exactly awesome. right. Well, mate, take care and have a good gig tonight. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling. I, it's so nice to talk to you both of you, really. Do check out the new Facebook page, The Dummy M. Give us a like and a follow. Lots of memes there, and every day there's something different about the show, so check it out. Now, who's our second nominee, buddy? From the world of boxing, we've got Haseem Rahman Jr. Mm. Now, I used to follow boxing a fair bit back in the day. I used to read all the magazines. There were like seven magazines a month. And I can remember when his father knocked out Lennox Lewis to win the heavyweight championship. Now, it was in Africa, and I'll put a little caveat here in that and it's Lewis's fault. He turned up very close to the fight date. They were fighting at altitude, and he ran out of puff. And Rahman yep. knocked him cold. And in the rematch, Lewis absolutely starched him. Like, I thought he would have broken his jaw with the punch he knocked him out with, and he never would have recovered. But he was a legitimate heavyweight champion. So this guy actually has pedigree. He's actually a real yeah. boxer. Yeah, so uh, as you know, the Paul brothers, mate, they've got themselves a pretty big following now. Mm, mm. And if I'm not mistaken, Logan has just signed for the WWE. I think he's performing yeah, he has. Yep. A, fair, a fair bit on that. Yeah. And Jake, Jake's, he's had a few fights now, and they've been pretty big draws. Like, these guys are eyeballs, mate, YouTube stars. It's obviously the way of the future at the moment. So being a bit ballsy, so to speak, went and got onto Madison Square Garden, which mm -hmm. is, you know, some consider the greatest state, well, indoor stadium, I should say, in the world. Yep. So, so to sell that out would have been a really, you know, a huge deal. But everything I've heard and read in the past week or so since it's been cancelled, something's just not right about it. Mm. So initially they signed on at a certain weight. I think yeah. it was 200 pounds. Yep. 200 pounds. Yep. As it got a little bit closer, Rahman started to think, oh, I'm not going to quite make the weight here because he's a big dude, obviously. Mm. So he asked for 205 pounds, which, let's face it, is a shit. Mm. And then then I've heard, oh, possibly he's gone up to 215 yep. pounds, which yep. is quite a big jump when you're talking boxing in boxing terms, of course. Then there was talks of them actually not selling out the the state, like only half the tickets had sold. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so that you know, the, the, the ticket take-up wasn't huge. And then there was concerns that obviously not a lot of people have pre-ordered on pay-per-view. So there's a chance it could have died. Now, the co-main event is a legitimate women's title fight. Yep. So it's not just a one of these show Paul Gallen type cards. Mm -hmm. It's a legitimate, you know, boxing match. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this one because – when the Paul brothers are involved, there's some big dollars involved. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe they, they have gone the classic overreach because one of the things about it was, let's go back a step. He was actually signed to fight 
Tyson Fury's half brother, Tommy Fury. Tommy That's Fury, right. Yes. Tommy Fury pulled out of that one, and now he's signed to fight Hasim Rahman's son. So two guys related to two legitimate boxers, and so they've had this in their bloodline their entire life. And both these guys pulled out, not Jake Paul. So the one thing that was really interesting was that he was actually going to be given a ranking in the WBC if he had won this fight. So, man, that's pretty exciting that he's gone, he's fought a whole bunch of bums, but that's okay. You do that in boxing when you first start out, you fight easy fights and you build your confidence and you build your record and you build your PR. That's the way that that sport works. So I'm liking the fact that he starts to get a bit of a ranking. And, I mean, he's going to go for a title one day, I guarantee it. He'll get starched, but good luck to him. You know, I, I think it's great. I, I think his undefeated streak will continue until he has a title shot and then he'll lose. But, mate, as long as it keeps him away from rapping, mate, <laughs> I am perfectly Oh, what happy. a cry. <laughs> Do you want to hear my Fox Force 5 joke? Well, let me tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear me tell a joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? You can tell a joke, can't you? Nope. It's that time of the week where we do the joke off and hopefully these two guys will still be friends at the end of it because T-Dog, we have a controversial topic today. What is it? Mate, it's the debate of lamingtons versus Ninish tarts. What do we buy when we go to the baker? Okay, so I'm just going to quickly throw it to you there, T-Dog. You're in the Ninish tart corner, are you not? I think I've moved, yes. I was a lamington boy growing up, but now I think I have moved. Okay, all right. Well, it sounds like foreign invaders. Uh, it sounds like some overseas junk. I like a good old traditional Australian lamington. And I think I'm on the same page as comedian Peter Green. Peter, how are you, mate? Are you, you, have, you had, have you had a lamington today? Uh, I have not had a lamington today. No, I was eyeing off a Nutella Crunchy bar. Okay. Oh, they're in a very sophisticated place where they, you know, where they grill your Turkish bread for sandwiches for lunch. So it's it a bit classier than my usual cake shop. But no, I, I gave it a miss. I thought I, I wanted to be hungry while I'm doing this. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, the man who is basically behind the uptick in sales of Ninish tarts across Western Sydney is Rob Andrews. Now, Rob, mate, what draws you to the Ninish tart? Why are they so great? They're, they're, they're amazing. I had two for breakfast. Okay. Hey. Okay. Okay. Right. So, are you about to have a sugar crash? No, because I, I never come down. I never stop. That's all I eat is sugar. I have sugar, and, <laughs> I, I have sugar and juice. Sugar yeah, okay. and orange juice. Yeah, okay, the orange okay. juice is nutritious and balances out the sugar. Lovely, oh, yeah. lovely. Not like that it. it's full of fructose and actual natural sugar, but anyway, uh, that's that's, that's <laughs> science like words. Sugar Ponzi scheme. That, that... <laughs> 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 you know, maybe you have sugar in the world in about three weeks' time. But... <laughs> All right, T-Dog, who is going first in the joke-off today? Well, mate, we tossed the coin. Rob Andrews from 40,000 feet up. I think, he, like you said, he's calling us from his helicopter today. Yeah. He's <laughs> going to uh, start off and tell us why Ninish tarts are better than lamingtons. Well, I like eating Ninish tarts because they make me feel like a prince. They're a little pink, a little black, and very sweet. It's like going down on Meghan Markle. <laughs> well, let's just go straight to the elephant in the room. I'm not talking about Rob. Racism. The Ninish tart represents apartheid. You got all the white on one side of it, all the brown on the other side. Now, the Lamington is racial harmony. It's the the coconut just living together with the chocolate. It's uh, it's it's the, if the United Nations was a cake, it'd be a Lamington. Whereas that scene in Lethal Weapon 2 where the South African guy is going, diplomatic immunity. You look closely, he's holding a Nanish tart. (laughs) (laughs) 
are you kidding me that lamingtons represent racial harmony lamingtons yep. are basically the australian story they're a base of black with a sprinkling of white no one wanted that destroys the taste entirely <laughs> <laughs> The Leamington is named after Lord Charles Cochrane Bailey, the second Baron of Leamington. There's a Baron of Leamingtons. The Governor of Queensland is an accomplished guy. Now, who was a Neenish Tart named after? No one knows. It could be a serial killer, for all we know. It could be a parking inspector. It could be Neenie McDonald, former Roosters and Dragons winger. Now, would you eat a cake named after a winger? No. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, like, look, I've, I've never been to Neenland, but it must be some kind of bizarro world because Neenish tarts are the only tarts I've ever eaten and somehow ended up with cream on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but what is a Neenish tart? It's icing, it's, it's some cream, jam and pastry, it's all stuff you add to a cake, but there's nothing in there. It's, it's actual Neenish tart. It's like it's all sizzle, no sausage. Now, your Leamington is a brilliant example of Aussie ingenuity. Leftover sponge, a bit stale. Now, any other country, they just chuck it out, give it to the bin chickens. But not Australians. No. We add some chocolate, we add some coconut. You know, an instant Aussie classic. It's like the, the Leamington is like the victim mower. It's the cochlear implant of cakes. <laughs> Dump, jump, plough of cakes. <laughs> if it had been invented in America, it would have been named the Edison. Oh, Big call, big call. How, how did we get highbrow in Lamingtons? I know. This is... <laughs> well, mate, in Australia, we care about our sweets. Yeah, this yeah, means yeah. a lot to us. Yeah, All right. So, for this. I mean, how do you get sweets and racism in the same, you know, sentences together? This Speaking is what issues. it means. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Huge issues. Well, gents, thank you so much for your time today. For me, today's winner, I can't, I cannot go past the fact that Rob made that joke that the Lamington sums up Australia perfectly. So today's winner <laughs> is Rob Andrews. I'll do the Leighton. Now, go and celebrate with the Nini's tart, you loser. Yeah. I'm going to have a Lamington. <laughs> Still got two left. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to Rob, but this will be the first joke off where I actually play the applause button twice because congratulations to Peter Green, who recently got married. So well done to you, buddy. Yes. Hey! Well done. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Did you have lemmingtons at the wedding? Uh, no, we had a gluten-free sponge. Get out no, of here. G'day, this is Wally Sattler, and you're listening to the Dummy M Podcast. It's the only thing I do when I'm not watching League or threatening me kids. All right, T. Doggis, hit us with the third nom, buddy. All right, a second one from the world of rugby league this week. We've got Nathan Cleary and that tackle. What do you think? Do you think he deserved the send-off then the five weeks? Yep, absolutely, I do. Yeah, me too. Uh, 100% me too. do. Me yep. too, yeah. Yep, yep. Worthy of send-off, worthy of five weeks, regardless of his loading that it carried over from the start of the year, whatever. It, it's a five... Mate, if you're going to drop someone on their neck yep. or their head, yeah, yeah, it, we've got to send the message that that's not okay. Correct. And, you know, Ivan showed up in the post-match press conference and said, yep, yeah, he made the tackle. He's Essentially, he's made his bed. He's got to lie in it. Yeah. And yeah. he got five weeks. I think that's pretty well spot on. We all remember Alex McKinnon and yeah, what ended up yeah. happening to him. Yeah. You know, it's at that point now, I actually can't watch that tackle anymore. Yeah. I can't because yeah. I know what it's led to. Yeah. So, you know, what do they talk about? Millimeters, centimeters from potential 
paralyzation for Dylan Brown, which I'm not sure would have been a big loss for the Eels, but Okay, buddy, it's time for you to crunch the numbers. So we've got our three nominees this week. We have the Manly Seagulls for their, I would say, mishandling of the Pride jersey. We have Hussein Rahman Jr. from pulling out from a fight, which he should have won quite convincingly. And, of course, we have Nathan Cleary, who probably just slightly less media coverage than the Manly Jersey saga, but it's a huge thing because that's really going to impact their finals run. So... Huge, no. mate. Like they're going to be without Cleary and Luai, I think, up until the finals. So yeah. this is a t- this is a team who were, you know, they were clear front runners and Daylight was second. And now this might just bring them back to the pack a little bit. Yeah, they might actually be watching the grand final from Jono's house in Penrith. So that could be the yeah. case. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, let's hear it. What are you thinking? Who's the the dummy of the week this week? We got fan votes this week, Biro. What, uh, what do the fans absolutely. say? We do. We've got on the dummy M at Facebook. Now, Tim has said, definitely Manly's shambolic handling of the Jersey saga. Okay, fair enough. And Madigan has said, Manly fan here, the Manly club for their utter F up. And Scott said, Manly definitely hands down. Mm. Well, the people have spoken, B-Ro, and I'm going to agree with the people. Let's face it. And my biggest fear out of all this, and this is not a joke, is that I think Manly have tried to do the right thing. They failed miserably at it. And everyone will look at that and go, well, why are we trying to be inclusive? Why would we bother? Look at all the heartache and hurt that it's caused. So, you know, as much as we're trying to do this, I'm not sure if it's worked. But anyway, this week, clear winners, Manly and that jersey. Well, mate, in Hollywood, they're really big into remakes, okay? Now, I think I've explained this concept to you before. They call it a pre-bought franchise. So, for example, for example, Top Gun 2. It's trading off the back of Top Gun, which was so successful. So, they've essentially, the studios have kind of paid the advertising in part already because you're so familiar with it. Well, it seems that they're casting their mind back to sort of the similar time of Top Gun, to a movie with Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, and I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's a film called Groundhog Day. Are you familiar with it? I am very familiar with the movie, but I think it's one of those movies I've never actually seen in its entirety. You know, it's I swear it's played four times a year yeah, yeah, yeah. on probably seven flicks or something, and you flick over, you go, hey, Groundhog Day. So I'm, I'm sure I've probably seen the whole movie together, yeah, but I've never right. actually sat and watched it from start to finish. Yeah, okay. But I fully understand the premise behind the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially a guy, he gets trapped living the same day over and over. Well, the good news for the sequel is they're moving away from the American angle and they're going to go Australian and they're looking at a sports team who go through the same thing over and over and over. And it's a story that I know only too well, mate, so check it out. If you like sports documentaries, then you're in luck. Coming to streaming services this Christmas, HBO proudly presents Groundhog Day 2. The Parramatta Eels story. Well, it's Groundhog Day. Again. After a strong start to the season. Yes, this is our year. The Eels then lose to teams on the bottom of the ladder. Oh, come on. The Bulldogs. Really? Let's hear what Coach Brad Arthur has to say. Uh, uh, I don't know. But then Para goes on a strong run. Yes, yes, we beat the storm. And the Panthers, this is our year. 
before it all comes crashing down in the finals. <laughs> Why? Why? Why can't we have nice things? Let's hear what the Eels board has to say. Yeah, we've just re-signed BA and we're going to do the exact same things next year. Groundhog Day 2. The Parramatta Eels story. It's the same shit every year. Ah, fuck. Well, it's Groundhog Day again. So, mate, I'm not really into the Commonwealth Games, but my wife loves it. Whether it's the uh, Invictus Games or the Paralympics or the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games, she loves all of them. Every time I walk into the lounge room, it's always on the one of these games. And one of the things that really stood out from this, I mean, other than our total domination in the pool, which seems to be at every Commonwealth Games, God bless Australia, but was that there was a mum of two girls. Now, I think their names were Madison and Tegan Levy, and they were part of the Rugby Sevens, okay? Now... They won gold. And so Sunrise went, well, why don't we talk to the mum and see how the mum's feeling? Now, if your 18-year-old daughters have just won gold over at the Commonwealth Games, you might think, well, that's a time for us to actually, you know, live it up a little bit. And that's what this mum did. I'm not sure. Did you happen to catch her response on Sunrise? Mate, she may be Australia's favourite mum. Let's face it. <laughs> this be. week, this week. So, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So God bless her. Uh, you know, live TV, I love live TV because yeah. this kind of stuff, you don't get the opportunity to see this kind of stuff or you miss out on this kind of stuff. So Rochelle, naturally, I would do it, has celebrated a little bit too hard, had a couple of bottles, I believe, not yep. glasses, yeah. bottles of uh, champagne to celebrate and they've gone to interview her and she was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was doing the Ric Flair like, woo! Woo. Oh, so good. The only thing she so needed good. was the, the top off and the, the shirt swung around her head. Oh, yeah. That, well, that would have, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Absolutely. But I've got to say, oh. mate, for this week, we've got to give her the cow. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, but there is no bigger champion this week than Rochelle Levy for celebrating and then just letting it all hang out on live TV in front of Australia. Now, mate, I was away with the Army Reserve last week and we ran the Magic Round ep. And shame on you and Jono for feeding me so many beers. You know, I was there to behave myself, but you guys were just peer pressuring and forcing me. You can hear it all throughout the episode. It's just terrible what you two were doing. But if we go again, I'm sure it'll happen again and again and again. Mate, I reckon listening back to that episode, beer may have been the most used word that you said during that whole episode. <laughs> yeah, mate, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> However, mate, it is time for the points update. We obviously missed it last week because I was away. So yeah. what's happened in the past two weeks? Well, we had a pretty big story, a couple of big stories, actually, B-Row. Kevin Proctor decided to um, vape and record it, like everyone does these oh, days, yeah. at halftime during a game, and the Titans immediately sacked him. So he earned a fair few points from the Titans. They're this week's big movers. But we had a bit of a discussion, and... The St. George Dragons decided to sack a couple of their assistant coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, I asked you and I said, look, does this count? And you said, yeah, I think it should count. Mm. But I, I'm not I'm not sold on it. So maybe that's something we should throw out to the people. Okay. All right. To see whether, you know, sacking assistant coaches should count towards the dummy end point system. So at the points I'm about to give you are updated to last round, not including the assistant coach sackings. Okay. Okay, all right. So huge movers. The Titans were dead last, tied wow. with the Roosters. Yep. They were. They are now sitting 
tied third. Jesus. With the Warriors, yeah. With the Warriors on 18 points. Yep. So 18 points, Warriors and Titans tied third. Three points ahead of them tied second are the Dragons and the Sharks. Wow. Okay. Yes. And one point in front of them, the team that you're picking to take out the whole comp, the Brisbane Broncos, hey, here on 22. Yes. Be roast Radamus, buddy. Yeah. So, okay. Yes. All right. Wow. The Titans have really jumped up, haven't they? They have, but I'll tell you what, Dragons will be big movers if the people speak and say it should count. So we'll put that up on our Facebook page, yep, get yep. some feedback. Yep. And if the people talk, mate, we listen. Now, I didn't mention this before, but I was away with the Army and actually at Cowboys Stadium. So I slept, yes. I slept at Cowboys Stadium three nights in a row. And the first two nights I was sleeping in the players, the room that they're in when they do the, you know, the media footage of them backstage. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. there for two nights. And then on the third night, which was the Eels-Panthers game, at 7.52, I'm all racked out. And then they're like, get up, you're sleeping in the garden. And we had to go and sleep in the car park. The floodlights were on. It was super bright. And I was so angry that they moved me just prior to the Eels game. But uh, then, then the Eels won, so I was happy. But but yeah, yeah. I saw Todd Payton. I saw uh, Tal Malolo. And I got chatting with McLean as well. He walked across. Yeah. He said, oh, good day. I said, oh, good day, mate. Good luck. You know, who are you playing? He's like, oh, the Dragons. I said, oh, that's my dad's team. He goes, yeah, hopefully we win. He's team. a giant man, apparently, Jordan McLean. Yeah, like, just yeah, a giant. absolutely, absolutely. So is Tal Malolo. But, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, Todd Payton turned up really early in the morning in his flip-flops, and then 10 minutes later, he's all kitted up and he's on his mountain bike and he went for a ride. So good on him, you know. He's got his own yeah, little, yeah. Little, little exercise regime happening. But yeah, it was something different. I mean, I, I did have a bit of a moral sort of quandary having to defend Cowboy Stadium from mock terrorists, but... I was actually thinking it should have been Tiger supporters. They should have made the exercise really real and dressed them up as Tigers <laughs> fans. <laughs> yeah, that would have actually Yeah, especially added. after they got ripped off, especially. That's right, yeah, that's right. Spot yeah. on, yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah. It, was, it was something completely different. But uh, anyway, mate, next week we have a comedian, Carba from Sydney. Now, he's a good mate of Rob Andrews. I've never actually spoken with Carba. I've seen him on Facebook. And, he, and uh, according to Rob, he's the funniest guy he knows. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. And he knows us. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I know, it's outrageous. (laughs) Yeah, so, and in the joke off, we've got Mizell going up against Jimbo with a topic to be determined. So we'll see what those two come up with. Mate, it should be a good one. Now you enjoy yourself down there in Bundaberg on the weekend. Yeah, well, I'm actually going to take the Voxpot machine, recording machine with us, mate. And I'll, uh, we're we're celebrating a 30th, so I'm sure there'll be some beverages involved and I'll see if I can still get it working as the, the day progresses. And uh, we'll see how we go. Mate, I'm sure you'll be able to do it. It's like literally two buttons. You'll be able to figure it, you'll be able to figure it out. But mate, we'll see. as you always say though, mate, let's end the show with your famous catchphrase. Have a beer with your dad for me. Take care, everybody. The Dummy M Podcast. Face it, as Eels and Broncos fans, they need something else to talk about. <laughs>